0: You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us as we listen to the voices of UNC staff, faculty, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. I'm your host, Isabella Marcus-Porter, giving you a taste of UNC.
1: Hi, my name is Danan Cox, and I'm an assistant professor in the School of Public Health at UNC. So... With this position, you have uh, an aspect of instruction. So I teach a number of classes. And then there's also professional activity, which is something uh, like research. So the kind of things I research is, and this is, this is a, like some fancy words that they, you, we, we push out here. Digital media as a pedagogical tool in public health. So pedagogy means uh, the art of teaching. So it's it's the science of teaching. So how do you teach, and how do you teach others to teach? So it's it's a communication tool. So if I say it again, digital media as a pedagogical tool, then I'm saying digital media, which is what would a digital media be?
0: Um, I'd say even like podcasting or something. Podcast, like that. exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, video, uh, photographs, uh, your online canvas, all of that's digital media. So digital media as a as a teaching tool is my research specifically around public health. So that whether that be uh, using digital media in the classroom, that could be like an in person, like a like an old uh, like a traditional class, it could be an online class. Um, I also look at digital media from a pedagogical standpoint of health programs, and then I also look at it from a research. So how do you use it as a research tool, like? Can, can a podcast be used to collect data? Those kind of things is what I'm interested in.
0: What brought you to UNC?
1: I came to UNC for uh, graduate school, and my focus, again, was the use of media, digital media, for uh, specifically physical activity. And so there was a, an assistantship open, and I applied, and I got it. So I came. My first year at UNC was 2016 and then I graduated, did some freelance, and then I came back.
0: What classes do you teach?
1: Biostatistics, research methods, health communication and media, and program planning.
0: What one's your favorite one to teach, would you say?
1: Mm, I would say what's a lot of fun is the health communication and media class, because you are a journalism student, right? Mm And so you're kind of familiar with this studio that we're in and, and the cameras and all the, the g- gizmos and gadgets, right? Well, that's not a normal thing for other students across campus. And so a lot of the students who take that class, my health communication media class, they, uh, they're trying some of this out for the first time. So we make podcasts. We make videos um, infographics, all those types of things. So I'd say that's my favorite to teach uh, because it's a, it's, a, it's a new world for a lot of the students.
0: And you teach it so that they are making like these communication platforms for like health-related like sciences and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, uh, a good example. So for this semester, we're focusing on social, I would say it weird, social <laughs> isolation. And, and we're specifically looking around Weld County So each student is with a specific organization that's actually here in Weld County, and they are creating brochures, they're creating infographics, they're creating a video, and they're creating a podcast that's all based around how do we combat social isolation? How do we build more of a community? And so these organizations, that's what they do, in essence, for whatever population that they want to work with, and, and so my students just try to bolster their media by creating this kind of content. So they'll interview, kind of like what we're doing right now. They'll do one of these to kind of highlight that organization and, and show how, how they're making an impact on our community.
0: So what do you enjoy most about teaching?
1: I love higher education because it is an environment in which you as the student have chosen to come to this classroom and learn. Like the whole purpose is to learn and to, to build your toolbox for whatever you want to do up beyond. Whereas like K through 12, you, you kind of are forced, right? <laughs> your your parents drop you off, you, you then you get picked up, you go back home, right? Whereas college is that time of you know, as long as you're of you know 18 and up, actually even some are younger than that, they come to college and they're choosing to to take certain classes and learn from them. And so I love knowing that Students come in wanting to, hopefully they want to learn. And also the aspect of critical thinking. So um, the idea that it's not just about memorizing things, it's about creating things. It's it's a higher order thinking and, and these concepts. Like, Isabel, I'm assuming that you've uh, uh, edited some, some projects, right? How long do, do those kind of projects, how long have they taken?
0: Oh, it depends, I think one of the, my most recent ones took like two hours and it's two a two hours. minute video.
1: For a two minute video, okay, so that ratio of like how much work for a two minute, right? That's, that's critical thinking, that's a lot of skill sets that you're having to think through just to make two minutes worth, right? And so that is what I love about teaching is, is providing that opportunity for, for learners.
0: Can you tell me a bit about your history with yoga and how you incorporate that into teaching at UNC? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the yoga one—you did? Did you Google me? <laughs> is that where that is?
0: It's—it's it's on your page. On oh, UNC. is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. it,
1: it, oh, that's right. It is. It says yeah. I'm, a, I'm a yoga instructor. So, okay. So yoga has a unique little history with 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 me because um, I started practicing yoga when I was uh, a college student, and I. I just fell in love with how it made me feel like like uh, yes there's like the physical but then there's also like it changed the way my my attitude and my mood was and and it just it 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 did a lot for me and so I wanted to continue teaching uh, or practicing yoga so I practiced for a long time and I said you know what I love teaching why don't I just combine the two so I began to teach and uh, and so I've just been teaching here at the rec center um and I just do it only just because I like teaching. Like how nice. Again, people choose to be like, you know what? I want to stretch my body in different ways and, and, and feel rewarded for it. Well, great. Let's do it together. There's a room for that. Uh, do you like yoga? Are you a yoga fan? My
0: my dad really likes yoga. My dad really likes my yoga. My dad loves yoga. Has he
1: given a reason why?
0: I think so he'll like talk to me and he'll be all like Oh, well, it's just it's mostly about like the mental clarity as well as like the stretching and stuff like that. He mm. used to be like very into yoga. Now he's more into CrossFit.
1: Mm. So. They go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. OK, I, uh, those are two really good ones. Yeah. Um, OK, well, then what. So you've seen your dad practice yoga. Mm-hmm. Why uh, is that something that you practice at all or did you have any desire or curiosity?
0: I don't really practice yoga. It's just not my desired way to get exercise, personally.
1: Mm. You didn't even see him be like, oh, wow, that looks cool, and then, no, it's, it's like not your gig?
0: <laughs> well, I've taken yoga classes with him and stuff like that, but it's been a very long time it's since I've done that. good bonding
1: experience. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've taken yoga classes with him. It's been a very long time since I've done any yoga,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but he especially since he hasn't been doing it much anymore and he's more into CrossFit and I'm not very (laughs) into CrossFit. Uh, He, he tends to do that more than yoga. So like sometimes every so often he'll be like, I'm going to a yoga class and I'll be all like, that's cool. Have fun. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. Have fun. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'd say any physical activity is Mm -hmm. good. Right. And so whether it be yoga or, or CrossFit and, and he's a, he's a parent of yours. Right. And so there's a level of what I've learned as I've, as I've aged, I sound very (laughs) like, um, I don't know, uh, wise in that saying that, but no, it's true that like just thinking about where I was as an undergrad to now anything to move your body is going to be healthy, is going to be good for you. And so that's, that's a big aspect of health and yoga and myself um, because it it is something I practice every day. It's just something that I truly love. Um, so I, I'm really happy that you you've looked out questions <laughs> on yoga. Way to go, Isabella. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so what was the process like of being able to be a registered yoga teacher like?
1: Mm. You, you, you basically have to – there's different styles, but for, for the one that I took, it's just 200 hours of teacher training. So um, I don't remember how many months it was, but I would go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday every week for a few months to reach that 200 hours. And you would sit there, discuss philosophy. You would also discuss, you would practice poses. You would give feedback, receive feedback. A lot of that comes too with really good practice of communicating with someone because you're sometimes in dangerous poses. And and how do you properly communicate someone to do step by step in a safe way? Because the last thing you want to do is, is uh, harm their safety or uh, limit safety in the in the room
0: yeah I know from the yoga classes that I took they were very big on like if you can't do this pose yet you can do it in a different way that mm-hmm. is more good for you and good for what you what stage you're at with it
1: yeah so that's actually one of my favorite things about teaching yoga is the modification is is you can do this pose and here are three other ways to do it You choose your level and and then that way you have that choice and and that freedom because people, let's be honest, people go in and and it's like a yoga competition. It's like, look how far I can bend backwards. Well, maybe that's not for everyone. And then other people try and then that's where injuries happen. So, uh, yeah, good observation on 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 good teacher yoga teachers. (laughs)
0: in the one class that I in took. that one yeah. class. Yeah, hey, you got a lot out of it. Exactly. <laughs> so what is some advice that you would give others who are wanting to pursue the same?
1: Find a community that that you enjoy being around because you're around them for a decent amount of time and also find why you're doing it. Like why do we why why did you actually, I got one Izzy, Why did you choose media?
0: I've always been drawn to it. I think even ever since like elementary school. I was like always drawn to like the news and watching the news and seeing it all unfold. And my dad is a big listener of NPR, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he'd always have that on in the morning. And I think that's what mainly drew me into media. I was like surrounded by it when I was younger.
1: Also, that curiosity allows you to drive more into questions that go deeper into media, like how do you create this? What, how do you get this visual effect? Those little avenues. Yoga was the same for me. I I practiced by myself, but then I wanted to take it to that next level because I also wanted to learn how to see how it impacts others. I would recommend for anyone it's if know your why and then move forward with it. Find your strengths with it.
0: Can you tell me about your time studying journalism?
1: Yeah, um, so my undergraduate degree was in journalism, and I went to school um, to work on video for athletic programs. So I would, I would, do, I would record the practices and games of, say, football, uh, football practices and football games. So it's not like the fun ESPN like awesome style shots. These are like the really boring, cut and dry. I would record, uh, say, the practices. I would go in and I would put it into a VHS. This was like VHS days. And and then I would uh, get those ready on to a server. At, and then from there, the coaches and players would watch it. And so I wanted something that was close to that, which is why I chose journalism at my university that I was at Um and And so they went hand in hand. It was that media aspect, um, along with um, just creating content for for others to learn from.
0: Was that why you wanted to go into like health sciences and working in that type of field?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. i i i th- I loved working in athletics, but I felt like it was very niche. Like it was very like it's for this population, and I didn't feel like I was like, Truly like teaching, I was creating the tools for coaches, but I wanted to kind of expand it. So I I went from working in just athletics to working in education. So I I started to do uh, kind of journalism. Media really is the broadcast major, uh, broadcast electronic media is the focus. And I would use that um, to teach kids how to make videos. So I kind of took what I got from journalism and put it into an educational component
0: what was your journalism experience prior to your podcast
1: prior to the podcast let's just clarify so you're talking which podcast uh bear in mind bear in mind (laughs) okay yes so my journalism background it was like i have always made videos so so i started doing like this athletic video stuff when i was 15 and And so I'd always been creating content that was more visual based, but not audio based. And so when I saw that the Baird Mind had an opening, I said, Yeah, sure, let's give it a shot because focusing on strictly audio is a completely different art in itself of storytelling. And and I wanted that challenge, and it just seemed like a fun job.
0: Awesome. What was that? Like, what did that look like? Like, how did you record and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I for the bare mind episodes, mm-hmm. I have a little Zoom um, Zoom recorder, those little handheld ones, and I attach that to an XLR microphone. And at first, when I first started doing it, I the first I don't know maybe ten to fifteen episodes, I only would record the other person so whoever was on the other side of the microphone uh, it was usually faculty I would I would just set up like a little tripod and put it on the table and then I would ask them a series of questions and uh, and then I was told that it should be like more of a conversation so I got another microphone and then we would just sit in front of each other and like look at each other and have two microphones Whereas I wish I had like a studio like this. This is awesome, there's four microphones in here, there's state of the art screens, it's amazing. So uh, yeah, a little, a little more mobile, uh, but uh, not as high quality as this. I started hosting and producing the episodes on episode seven, I think that was my first one. So they, it had been done prior, sorry, not the, not the OG. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who did start it? I think it was a, it was a, it was from the marketing team. I think multiple people were involved, and and they had discussed and and began. But outside of that, uh, reach out to marketing. You should you should get them in here. <laughs> Let them fill you get in. Get
0: three of them in here with yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What inspired you to like take on the podcast? Mm,
1: I think it goes back to again the challenge, of. Um, trying something new and of course there there was like the reward of me uh, of me getting some money out of it because it was a job right it was like an opening but I think more it was I get to make content and get paid for it like literally like just I get to stick a microphone in someone in front of someone who's passionate about their work and get to listen to it that sounded like a lot of fun and so there was a lot of freedom involved and, and a lot of growing, too, of how do you have an interview? What does that look like? Those kind of aspects. So, again, I like the challenge. Right? I, I liked the idea of the challenge.
0: And did you start it while you were a student here?
1: Yeah. It was my second year here. So I think I applied um, after my first year. It was during that summer. And I hosted it and produced it f- up until 2020.
0: So, what were your favorite topics to cover on the podcast?
1: That's such a hard one, Izzy, because all of them are my favorite. You know, that's that's the, that's the right answer. Um, I love the all of them. It really came down to the people. I really enjoyed the people who were just passionate about about whatever topic it was, because there's there would be performing visual arts, there would be biology, there would be history, right? Like. There were so many aspects to really hone in and enjoy what they were passionate about. Um, sometimes I would go in to uh, an interview and ask about Rocky Mountain National Park, and then halfway through, the professor was like, "You know what? I'm going to talk to you about Big Bend National Park." And I'm like, "All right, that's like hundreds of miles away, different, but w- let's do it." And so, but but he just wanted to talk about it, and and so I'd say that those those kind of like passion projects were my favorite episodes, um, out of all of the areas.
0: I know that you mentioned that you ended doing the podcast in 2020. Was that due to the pandemic? Uh,
1: oh. no, actually I wanted to, I was graduating mm-hmm. at that same time. So I was no longer going to be a student. So I, it was, should have been, uh, tossed over and, and someone else kind of take, take hold. And there was that as well as, as much as I loved the job, um, I wanted to hit 100 when I realized it was feasible to to produce 100 episodes, because I just felt like anything else was overkill. Like I would be extending my stay, so I just I wanted that 100 to to have that as like a personal accolade and then move on.
0: Did the pandemic affect the podcast in any way?
1: It affected me. Um, my last episode was "How the Health Are You," and. I actually requested that my students, because I was teaching, that my students uh, submit, as well as any alumni to submit their story, because this was like during lockdown. Like we didn't know what was going, to come around the corner. And so my last episode was very much focused on health. Like, what are we doing to stay healthy in this, in this very, at that time, very unknown what's going on world? And And so I'd say yes uh it, it impacted um in a in a unique way
0: was working on the podcast rewarding
1: yeah so many ways i it was nice with with okay with school right you have your um you, you have your 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 classes right and, and you have maybe some extracurricular but then there's always something like that, that could be on the side that is almost like completely unrelated so for instance right before we recording we were recording you said that you you anD D. Mm -hmm. so do I so much fun right it's such an escape from like everything else and and that's what the podcast was whereas because I was in graduate school I was very focused on this like very particular research subject it's very not mind-numbing at times I needed an escape and so the podcast was great because I got to just completely get out of my my realm of like that little like tunnel of graduate school and just learn about other con topics and so it was really nice to just escape and and kind of just again listen and learn from from other people
0: could you like tell me about like what type of experience it was after doing um like video production for so long to Mm. all of a sudden like switch to a different medium of content
1: yeah it made my video better because i had to pay that much more attention to to the audio of my video Um, one big thing and I've already done it plenty of times in this is I learned what what keeps an audience engaged and what doesn't in a different way than than, say video because video is visual like you're able to kind of take it in but with audio you're still trying to grasp them and they could be doing anything they could be driving they could just be sitting down and listening that's a lot different with video you have to be looking at it right so there's this level of of how the consumer is consuming the information and so I would do things like in bare mind where I would switch out sentences and to make things more complete so for instance like I'm on the spot right now right (laughs) you so are you right like you're (laughs) we don't know each other that well, but yet we're having to have these discussions. And so you're going to realize once you're listening to this that I might have repeated myself or I didn't fully answer that question. All of those kind of like small things I really started to dive into when I began podcasting. Another one was ums and fillers. Like I say um a decent amount. I cannot tell you how many minutes worth of ums I saved the bear in mind audience From because I removed so many ums. It's like the equivalent of an Instagram filter. Like you're just making everything like you don't have any pores at any point because your your sentences are so smooth because there's no ums. But in reality, there's a lot of ums. But that comes with podcasts and it 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 just makes good content for anything. You do that with any content creation. You you want to make it as engaging as possible.
0: What are your hopes for the future of this podcast?
1: Okay, I'm gonna answer it, but I'm gonna ask you that question first. What? What are your hopes for this podcast?
0: <laughs> well, I think for me personally, I'm wanting to get like experience as well as like create a portfolio and stuff like that of stuff that I have done within journal- journalism, so that I can, um, you know this is a practicum for me, this is my last semester, Mm -hmm. so I'm hoping that I will be able to move on from this and start working in this uh, type of industry. But I hope that people who are passionate will come on to talk about what they're passionate about, Um, Mm -hmm. especially here at UNC and like about stuff here at UNC, stuff nationwide, I think a lot of people sort of don't see UNC as, like, a place where a lot is happening when really there's a ton happening. Mm-hmm. So for the future of this podcast, I just want people to come and share their stories, and I hope that the next person who takes over the podcast will also have that want Yeah. Because
1: well. you're an avid podcast listener, right? Mm-hmm. And when did you – I'm going to answer your question, I, I promise. <laughs> when – what year did you first get to UNC?
0: I came to UNC, I think, 2019. Okay, so uh,
1: 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Bear in Mind had been around. Did you listen to it? Did you, I, I won't be offended, I swear. <laughs> <stress. laughs>
0: I did not at that point. Yeah.
1: Okay, so that's my hope, is that students really start to engage with it. So, So back to your point is – I think UNC is doing a lot of great stuff, like research. I think hearing about what professors are doing and, and as well as their graduate students or their undergraduate students, what sort of research and impact they have, say on the local, the statewide, or the national level um, or beyond, right? So, so to hear those stories, but then also to highlight students. So one big thing that I started to do actually towards 2019 was actually hear more student stories because I wanted it to be more relatable to the students. So what would have taken first year Izzy to listen to Bear in Mind? That's my answer. I want I want I want that engagement because this can be a, a, this podcast can be a social hub for a lot of things. About it can be about again the research, it can be about the stories of, of people, it can be service announcements of things that are coming up. It can also be, like you said, a portfolio builder. Like, I remember a lot of uh, graduate students who would get on this, they would put this on their CV, right? So there, there's this mutual benefit that comes from a podcast. And at the same time, it's entertaining. Why did you begin this bear in mind? I think
0: ultimately I went to Sean, um, my advisor, about doing a practicum rather than an internship because he had said that that was An option for me Mm -hmm. um and that's when I first learned about bear in mind was because he's like oh we have this podcast that we want to revive and that we've been wanting to revive and I was like hey I'm here I can host it um and I want to get the experience to learn how to use all this stuff before I'm just like sort of out in the real world. Like one thing for me is I don't live in Greeley. I live in Fort Collins, so I'm not super engaged with what's going on on campus. Mm. So I think it is super interesting and, and a good way for me to like start being more engaged with what's on campus mm-hmm. um, and to learn about what people are doing on campus as well as to like help inform other students and other faculty and people who would listen to this podcast about what's going on mm. on campus.
1: Nice. So, so getting more... Connected with the community itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really valuable piece on on a lot of angles. And, and like you said, for yourself, but also for others to, to feel more engaged. Because I think what what actually comes a lot in a crossover of, say, some of these questions that were listed was, what am I doing right now versus the podcast versus um, yoga as well? And and that is the sense of building community, and that is something that we could always have more of, and and so this is one outlet, um, at least for for the UNC, and maybe people in Fort Collins will listen to it, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: get the CSU people to listen to, yeah, it. yeah get the CSU, yeah.
1: actually collaboration of that would, add, I mean, why not? Like yeah. I, I think we can always. Uh, Put things in silos, but I don't know. It's it seems more uh, meaningful when you can have multiple institutions or collaborations like that.
0: Just like working together. Mm -hmm. I've known about CSU my whole life. Grew up in Fort Collins, so I'm just Uh, like UNC is like. I like UNC.
1: Yeah, Yeah. good. I hope so. Yeah, you're about (laughs) to graduate. (laughs) Exactly. I've been
0: going here for a couple of years. Yeah. Would you ever do a podcast again? And if so, what would it be on? Mm.
1: I, so I have my students make a podcast. And and so I think that will be something where I'm not so much making the podcast myself, but consulting and kind of being the executive producer, (laughs) right? Um, So there's that, and that's all focused on health. If I was to have a podcast, I would do it with my partner. We have a lot of good conversations. And and we're both uh, middle children, so so we're in the you know we have both two uh, both older siblings, one older sibling and one younger sibling, and so we we call it middle child syndrome, where there's like a lot of things that like you know the other ones just don't get, and so I would do it on that, I would I would title it middle child syndrome. You could have- me on there. Are you a middle child I too? I'm a middle
0: child. You'd
1: be yes. <laughs> come on in. Let's talk about the the woes of being the middle ch- uh, yes. child. <laughs> An
0: older and a younger sister. So
1: Yes. Okay. That that that's my partner. They <laughs> they're all sisters and then on my side it's all brothers. Oh, okay. So then we even have that aspect of it. Okay. So real quick, how 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 age range what what do you got?
0: So my older sister is 4 years older than me and my little sister is 6 years younger than me. Okay. So,
1: so you got like a good 10 year Eleven-year difference, okay, of a range, yeah, um, yeah, and to to know that uniqueness, that relationship that you have on one side. Okay, we're already getting into episode one right now. All right,
0: we'll get into episode one later. Yeah, exactly. This has been the first episode of Bear in Mind. I'm your host, Isabella Marcus Porter. Thank you for listening.